0: This indeed is Power Lunch. You can call in on 0861 Now, a study by the Stellenbosch University has found that people who have suffered from tuberculosis continue to have breathing problems even after completing treatment. The study, which was carried out in South Africa, is proposing a further treatment regime. The study was published in the prestigious medical journal, The Lancet, and it is the first study to have taken Taken a Comprehensive Assessment of Lung Function Before and After TB Treatment on Adolescents Researcher and uh, Associate Professor Mariki van der Zalm speaks to us now and you can as well Professor, thank you very much for joining us on Power Lunch, welcome
1: Hi, thank you so much for the
0: invite Alright, this is interesting Why study adolescents with tuberculosis in particular in this study?
1: Yes, so, so just to clarify, adolescents are, um, we call them individuals between the age of 10 and 19 years of age. And this is often a forgotten group isn't because they fall between children and adults. And to date, we have no study that was done on the lung health consequences after TB um, in, in, children and, um, um, in children and adolescents. And we only saw that a few studies included a couple of adolescents, but we don't know enough about it. Mm. So um, although we know that adolescents get similar type TB disease as um, adults, and that's quite destructive lung disease, we also know that the, the lungs of the adolescents are still developing. So that makes their lungs potentially more vulnerable for lung problems. Um, so, I think that this is one of the many reasons that we thought it is important to study adolescents as a separate group and to see how we can improve their outcomes.
0: Mm. So, talk to us about how tuberculosis impacts lung function of adolescents, uh, especially after completing treatment. Yeah, I think.
1: I think it's important to stress that not everyone will have problems with the lungs after TB. And I think that's an important message because I don't want everybody now to to get worried. Mm. But I think we, we measured lung function during treatment and after treatment completion. And we did see some improvement of the lung function. So that is definitely encouraging but the lung function was still worse um, in adolescents that had TB compared to adolescents that didn't have TB. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be important to see if these improvements continue. And, you know, just to note, we did this about 12 months after they were diagnosed with TB. So it's not that we immediately assessed it, but we want to see if there is potentially more improvement. And, if you think about the terms, the type of lung function that we saw, that was a bit of a mixture. The same as we see in adults, so a little bit obstructive, that is where you can't get, you're not always able to get the air out of your lungs easily, or restrictive disease, which means that you're not, you're only able to use part of the volume of your lungs, mm. and sometimes a mixture of both.
0: Mm. So some of the factors contributing to the high prevalence of tuberculosis in South Africa and across the continent as a whole um, include poverty, overcrowding and, and malnutrition. So everyone knows this, but there seems to be a disconnection between the knowledge and the prevention. Talk to us more about why this may be the case.
1: Yes, you are absolutely right, and it's it's really a challenge. So we are trying to MTB, which we believe is an achievable goal, but we're facing a lot of other challenges that make it difficult to MTB, and that's especially um, thinking around poverty and malnutrition. And I think that that of course needs a much larger, you know, approach to to end that. Mm-hmm. And I think it also touches a bit on the fact that. We know that all these factors also have an impact on our lung health of our children and adolescents. And I think that makes us even more aware that we need to make sure that our children and adolescents thrive and can and can successfully have a, a good life. So I think that makes it even more important to do this work. Mm. And hopefully at some point, TB, which, you know, we all working toward very hard.
0: So... What are the solutions uh, that you propose from your study?
1: Yes, unfortunately, I don't have a solution yet. Mm. Um, you know, we know that there's more data about adults. Um, and there are studies ongoing to investigate how we can prevent lung damage after TB. And those are mostly studies that are currently happening in adults. And I think the most important thing of our study is that we show that we need to more actively include adolescents as well into these studies. Mm. Um, And we also need to increase awareness. So we need to make sure that clinicians and people in the clinics are aware about TB-associated lung problems and that we can think about where can we refer these people to? What can we do? And I think of course going back to the whole start of it all we need to try to prevent TB um, disease and we need to go we need to make people aware that they need to go to the clinic if they're concerned and get t- um, treated for TB and also address important lifestyle habits um, that can in- affect the lungs and that includes smoking or vaping but also getting vaccinated so I think these are the things that we can do ourselves as a as a start.
0: Speaking of vaping, I think it'll be so fascinating in five, ten years' time to see what the lung health of people is as a result of how prevalent vaping is. Have studies like that already begun?
1: Not as far as I'm aware, but I I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think it's a real concern, especially again in those adolescents that are, you know, we all know when we were younger trying out different things. Yeah. But they're not always aware of the, the risks and the consequences. And I think especially also in South Africa again, but globally, we need to make people more aware about the risks of um, of vaping. So mm-hmm. we do know the short-term consequences of the vaping. And we do see um, severe lung disease. But we don't know yet about the long-term impact.
0: Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for um, the information as we will find uh, more and more as time goes on, excuse me, solutions to the tuberculosis crisis uh, across sub-Saharan Africa. That was researcher and associate professor at Stellenbosch University, Marika van der Zalm. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.